This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hey, this is Minister E.K. Welcome to Declaring Victory. Thank you. Who am I speaking with? This is Monica. Monica. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I've been trying a long time to get on this. I never wake up in time. <laughs> <laughs> well, God fixed it so that it would be so this morning. That's right, because I started praying about it. Oh, my God, just wake me up. I need to wake up. So <laughs> I got it. And, and the alarm went off. I set the alarm, and it didn't go off last time, but this time it did it for me, so I got it now. Right. Yeah. Wow. We're excited. And God is guaranteed to meet us here. So look okay. for another exciting call. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Grace and peace. How are you? Not too good this morning, it's Brother Michael. I uh, went to the chiropractor yesterday, and my, I think they hit a nerve in my neck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me some pain wow. this morning, but uh, I'm praying for healing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to join together with you in praying for healing, sir. I certainly appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we are expecting God to do good and great things today, so, yes. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 In the meantime, we pray corporately. Father, touch now in the name of Jesus right now, Father God. 
Uh, make it better than before, Lord God. And line everything up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Good morning. Well, good morning. God morning. Great morning. Good morning. Good to hear your voice. Yes, I know. I know who it is. God is good all the time. Amen. God is good. God is good. God is great all the time. You have put a yeah. smile even more on my face. I was already smiling, but <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Yeah, hey, good morning, Susie. This is Minister E. K. And oh, glad hi. to hear you. Glad to hear your voice, and welcome to this fabulous Friday, this favorite field Friday, and we are ready to go, as they say. Amen, <laughs> amen, amen, amen. <laughs> yes, we are dripping with expectation, knowing God is going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or think. So we are excited about what God is about to do on this amen. call. Amen. Oh, can I ask a prayer request for myself? I have a, I have a doctor's appointment uh, this morning at eight fifty. I have to have my left knee looked at. It's not doing too well. So, if you could just keep me in your prayers. Absolutely. And you said your leg. My left knee. Uh, yes. Left knee. Left yes. knee. It's all swollen and terrible. <laughs> so. But go God's ahead. got my back, so. God does have your back. I've got to go get my knee drained really, really oh. soon. I've got some fluid on my knee, and, and it's not fun walking like that. So, I, oh. yeah, so I can relate. Well, God God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Just keep me in your prayers. It's going to be Absolutely. okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Will do, Candy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Good morning. Diane. Good morning, Happy Diane. Friday. Happy Friday. Happy favorite feel Friday. I like to say flavored feel Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Glad to hear your voice this morning. Good morning, Kay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who is that? It's Dee Dee. What's up, my it's brother? Dee Dee. It's a beautiful Friday. I'm out yeah. walking. Look, bad knee and all, y'all. I got to go. Okay. I got to get it in. Praying okay. for you guys. Love you. Absolutely. Love you more. Yeah. Happy Friday. <laughs> Shout with the voice of triumph. It's a new day. Happy Friday. Yeah. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Yeah. There it is. There it is. I love it. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. Glad to hear your voice. Good morning. This is JC. Happy morning. Friday. Welcome in. Good morning. Happy Friday to you as well. Thank you. Yeah. Good morning. Mary. Mary. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Glad to have you this morning. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. God yes. bless you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to Friday. Thank you. You too. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. This is who? Juanita. 
Juanita. There you go. Okay, I didn't hear. Oh, Juanita. Uh-huh. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning. Yes, morning, Lord. Kelly. Yes. Happy morning, Friday. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Friday. Yes. There doing it is. Doing the live this morning. Hey. There, there it is. Get in there. <laughs> Have a great yeah. day. You do the very, very same. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good morning. Life is good when you're happy, but life is better when other people uh, are happy because of you. Uh, people are not the uh, are not a reward you you, but thank you for what you do. Uh, but when God is the reason for loving and giving, uh, you will receive a greater blessing and return. Happy blessed day. Happy Friday. Hallelujah. Hey, E.K., real quick, if you guys haven't had a chance to go to the uh, Victory Room page, I posted a video of this young lady giving God her praise, getting up out of her wheelchair. So so go look. Go look. It'll bless you. Uh, In the Victory Room. Got it. I have not. Amen. But I will admit it. Yes, my voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct my prayer unto thee and look up to thee. That's Psalms 5 and 3. And that's what we're about to do this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, God morning, great morning. Anybody else there? Welcome to Declaring Victory. This is Minister E.K. Good morning, E.K. This is Miss B. Happy hey, Friday. Hey, Happy Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My daddy would say it's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody else join the call? We're happy to have you. Good morning, Brother E.K. This is Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Hey, Brother E.K. Good morning. Christina Joy. Good morning, Christina Joy. Amen. Good morning, Brother E.K. Good morning. That was who, Brother Israel? Yes, sir. Good, 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 good. Good to hear your voice, man. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, sir. Good morning. It's persistent. Good morning. It's, it's, this is persistent. Good morning. Yes, it is. Good morning. Yes. Hey, yes, happy yes, Friday. Yes. Happy Friday as well. Happy Friday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Good morning, my dear. How you do? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent, excellent. Blessed by the best. Glad to be alive and ready, Love almost you. ready to get started. Hallelujah. All right, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thank God for this beautiful day, this beautiful morning when my, all my brothers and sisters are on the line. And it's almost our time to get started. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. All right. Well, according to the clock on the wall, uh, this is uh, uh, declaring victory. And where is my amen? I do apologize. I don't have my 
uh, uh, script right in front of me like I normally do, uh, but we are a prayer call that meets five days a week. Amen. And we brothers and sisters that come together uh, as intercessors and coming into the Lord, uh, before the Lord, uh, praying for one another, affirming and lifting each other up. I apologize. I don't have our printed script, uh, which we which we normally go off of, uh, but we are here as a uh, cor- corporate prayer uh, and praise call. Amen. Prayer and praise call. Amen. Uh, the order of the call this morning uh, will be none other than uh, corporate uh, prayer and corporate praise brought by. Oh, here it is. Thank you, my dear. Uh, There it is. I think she. Okay. Yes. Uh, the order of the call will be brought by. I apologize uh, for my delay. Uh, will be uh, corp- prayer and corporate praise. Uh, will be brought by Marcus, and the declaration will be brought by Pastor Winton. Uh, and then we will go right into closing comments by the declarer. Again, our, our uh, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise brought by Brother Marcus and declaration by our very own Pastor Winton. Uh, then we'll go right into to closing comments by the host uh, and the declarer. There it is. announcement there will be no friday night live today and it will resume on uh 7 15 22. uh uh, the prayer requests uh submitted on the app are uh submitted here we go um that we want to mention uh, 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 prayer for Sister Su- uh, Susie, uh, who asked us about uh, a prayer request. I'm sorry, my technology is going is going crazy. I hate to uh, be that. But the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise uh, by, by Marcus, declaration by Pastor Winston. Uh, and then the scripture for today is Colossians 2 and 7. Somebody's phone is uh, needs to be placed on mute. Thank you. The scripture for today is Colossians 2 and 7, and let your roots grow down in, uh, into him and to let your lives uh, be built on him. And then your faith will grow strong in truth, and you were, you were taught, and then you will overflow in thanksgiving. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing and the doing of his holy word. At this time, we're going to ask you to put your phones on mute as instructed. And now I will pass the call to our prayer warriors, Brother Marcus. Amen. As I pass the call. Amen. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for starting us on our way. Thank you, O oh God, for life, health, and strength, for sanity of mind. Thank you, God, for feeling in our bodies. Thank you, God, for um, watching over us through the night, taking care of our loved ones. Thank you, God, for um, 
a new day. Thank you, God. Bless you. We appreciate you for people around us who care about us and who are, who are concerned for us. Thank you, oh God, for just the blessings that you continue to um, provide us with. Thank you, God, for making ways out of no way, God, giving us things that we don't even deserve, but you continue to bless us. You continue to shower us. You continue to watch over us, and we're grateful. Oh God, we come to you today um, asking for your blessing over all of the prayer requests that went up. Um, we're praying for Sister Susie right now, and uh, we're praying for uh, all those who are bereaving, who've lost loved ones, um, those who are dealing with sickness right now, um, whether it's COVID or cancer or anything else that um, may be a sickness or an illness in their body right now. Pray, God, that you would heal and bless right now. Uh, we thank you for it, Lord. We pray for those who are in surgery or going into surgery. Uh, we pray that you would grant them a success in the hospital right now, God, in the uh, doctor's surgery room. I pray, God, that you would put your hands upon the operator, the operating uh, surgeon or the doctors, God, as they op do these operations, God, that they um, will do it successfully, God that you will guide their hands um, and their minds at, during the process, and we thank you for it. God, I pray for all those who are um, going back to school or who are in school. I pray, God, for their success right now, God, that you would give them the wherewithal to keep pushing, keep pressing, so they can see the fruit of their labor at the end of the line. And we thank you for it in in the Lord, in your son's name. God, I'm praying for all of those young people, those kids who are on summer vacation. Um, God, that you will bless them, God, cover them, keep them um, in the name of Jesus. And as they come back, prepare to come back to school, I pray, God, that this will be the year that success is in their hands. I pray that this will be the year that they will be better than they were before. I pray, God, this year will be the year that teachers will teach out of love and passion. God, that they will teach um, with the kids in mind and not just a check in mind. I pray, God, that you would bless our educational system. God, all those that are in charge and who make the decisions, God, that you would just guide their, their thoughts and that you would um, direct them in the right path so that our uh, schools and our board of boards of education and our just educational system overall uh, can be improved and 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 better than it was before. I thank you, God, for all of our political leaders, high and low. God, I pray that you will guide them, bless them, touch them, um, um, go into their their offices and their meetings right now and guide their decisions, oh God. God, with, with uh, I pray, God, that you would bless, uh, that there be more uh, people who love you and who are committed to you in these political offices, God. God, that their lives uh, will reflect um, decisions made for your glory, God, things done for your glory, God that you would have your way in the midst of it all. God, I pray for the 
families of all those that are in the midst of tragedies right now. Touch them right now. Bless them. Heal right now and deliver. Set free, God. Somebody's dealing with a broken heart. I pray, God, that you would heal them, God. Comfort them. Put people around them. God, that they don't quit, that they don't give up, that they don't throw in the towel, that they don't get bitter, God, but they get better. And we thank you for it, Lord. I pray for those who are seeking jobs and seeking employment and, and finances, God. I pray that you would bless them with um, an idea and an opportunity. Yes, God, that you would bless them with an idea and an opportunity, God, to further themselves and to get a job or create a career or do something that would move them closer and, and closer towards um, being financially taken care of. And we thank you for it. We bless you for it. I thank you, God. I pray for each and every person that's on this line right now that may be listening after this this call has been done. I pray, God, that you would bless God, that you would heal, that you would comfort, that you would deliver, that you would set free. We know that you are able to do it. We've seen you do it before, uh, God, and we know that you're still able. You're still in the blessing business. You're still in the healing business. You're still in the delivering business. You're still you're still God, and we bless you, and we honor you, we adore you, we worship you, we glorify you, because you alone are worthy, you alone are God, there is no God before you, and there will be none after you, there's no one like you, we acknowledge this, oh God, we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us, we thank you, God, that he willingly went to the cross, um, and, and out of love, God. And so we thank you, God, for your son. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would fill us with your spirit even now. Refill us, God. Um, fill us up, God, so we can walk in your spirit, so we can talk in your spirit, live in your spirit, make decisions in the spirit. Yes, Lord, by your spirit, by your Holy Ghost. And we thank you for it. And we praise you for it. We honor you for it. And we believe you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, now as we take our phones off mute, we give you praise. We give you glory because you alone are worthy. You alone are. You alone are king. You alone are Lord. And we you we give you all the Thank you. 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 Thank you.
so for those who are writing or taking notes, Galatians 1 and 11 and 12, and then we'll skip down to verse 22 through 24. Um, and how befitting in times like these, I was just telling the church last week, uh, you cannot serve a God that we serve uh, and not believe he is able to change and transform things, right? And so that that that's what he does. And some of us are witnesses, even this morning, uh, on this line that God is a God uh, of of transformation who has taken us uh, from our previous state. Hallelujah! Some of you need to say Hallelujah and brought us over uh, in into a new thing. And uh, and and we thank God for that. So Galatians one and eleven, and I'm going to read it. Uh, it says, for I would have you know, brothers, uh, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it, hear this, through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And then I want you to skip on down to verse 22. And it says, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, hear this that he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. Hear this, and 24 says, and they glorified God because of me. And uh, I just want to kind of talk about the process of change this morning, the process of change, the process of change. I think it was Albert Einstein, uh, the the famous physicist uh, who made a statement uh, that many of us probably would never forget. Uh, he, he said something like this. He said, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who actually do it. Uh, now, inside of this statement, I, I'll say this. There are three real uh, realities. The first one is change is always viewed as crazy by those who become complacent. I'll say it again. The first reality is uh, that change is always viewed as crazy by those who have become complacent. But then we learn, even through this reality, right, that change requires a level of stretching, stretching. Uh, and stretching for many of us in this season is uncomfortable. It, it, it amazes me how long some of us have walked uh, this journey, yet every time God stretches us, we feel it. All right. And and then lastly, that reality is that change is necessary for impact to really take place. All right. And so hopefully y'all got those. But but at one time or another, this proves right that all of us are going to have to go through uh, or have gone through changes in our lives. Um, and so if you if you think about the areas in which transformation and change shows up in our lives, it actually shows up on a daily basis. Um, age for some of us, has required change. Now, I would say that for everybody, but that ain't how it works all the time. Technology has required uh, a change, right? Uh, best practices in the business world has, has required change. Uh, the roof on your home has required change. The, the company you keep, right, uh, ha has required change over time. Uh, your nerves, all right, have required change <laughs> over time. Uh, you've changed what you'll tolerate. Uh, some of us have changed uh, uh, what we will accept, right? Uh, clothing trends have changed. Uh, some of us have had to change what we eat. 
Life has required change, right? Which proves to us one thing. And here's the thing. If you live long enough, my grandma used to say, just keep living, just keep getting up in the morning. And eventually change can and will happen. Now, the Apostle Paul's letter to the people of Galatia uh, is actually unlike some of the other letters. And y'all remember, he, he's, because in this letter, he's not addressing a particular church. But, but he's more so addressing the region of Galatia. And, and there are several churches, when you study that, uh, that are within the cities uh, of that region, right? And so there's an obvious source, though, of contention and conflict somewhere up in here, which is causing him to write. And the conflict uh, is birthed out of the people who say they believe in change and that God can change anything. Okay, hear this, and anyone. Uh, but now they're doubting the change that's taken place in Paul's life. Can I just pause here and say, uh, there are times where the people who are around us uh, are the last to catch up with the change. Uh, some people are allergic to the fact that we've transformed. Some people uh, who are around us are married to the old version of us, so they are struggling with the new version of you. They're struggling with, with who you've become. And so Paul uh, is writing this, but he's writing to a people who are struggling with who he's become. And if y'all don't hear nothing else today on this call, I need you to, to, to hear this. Surround yourself in this season, in this juncture, at this crucial juncture of your life. Surround yourself with people who can not only know where you've been, but who can accept where you're going. All right. So so the Galatians, uh, let's talk about them real quick. They've experienced the grace of Christ, and um, they've kind of tasted some glorious freedoms and some other things that come uh, when, when we put our trust in Christ, right? Uh, but now time has passed, and here they are right back where they started from. They are literally slaves to a lifeless system uh, that, that honestly would only end in despair. So, uh, uh, you know, the word says no one can keep the law perfectly and no one can save themselves. So it's important that, that we understand, even this morning, uh, that one of the major challenges that comes with the process of change, hear this, is first admitting that some things need to change. I was talking to my niece uh, last week. And uh, she was telling me about this cycle that she's going through with, uh, you know, her, her uh, boyfriend of sorts. And uh, and I was sharing with her. I said, look, let me, let me share something with you. You have addressed everything else, but yet you have not acknowledged that you need to make a change. Uh, and and, and y'all know the saying, it's insanity to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result every time. So, so I want to speak this morning to someone who is looking at an area of their life and you're examining what has been, uh, but you're considering what could be. Maybe this morning the answer to your peace, hear this, could be in the change you need to make. I'll say it again. Uh, 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 somebody under the sound of my voice this morning, the answer, the peace you need is in the change you'll need to make, all right? So so, so in Paul's attempt to prove to the Galatians that change can happen, uh, he makes some kind of vital moves, and I hope some of y'all are taking notes because trust me, you're going to need this in this season of transformation of your life. The first thing Paul tells us that he's going to have to do is he's going to have to overcome his past. Uh, 
I, I got to say this to y'all this morning because the Holy Spirit gave it to me. There's no way to move forward and walk in the favor of God if you're living in the guilt of a former season or who you used to be. I, 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 I say it again. There's no way to move forward and walk in the favor of God. If you're living in the guilt, come on, some of us are living in guilt, and we can't move forward because you haven't forgiven yourself from the former season of who you used to be. After Paul greets the people uh, of Galatia, he kind of shifts into what qualifies him to preach the gospel and to be an apostle. Uh, 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 Elder Eric, it's not seminary, though that was good. Uh, It's not his pedigree or his geographical location uh, uh, or his birth or his upbringing, but rather he writes in verse 13, I want y'all to hear this. He says that you have heard of my former life in Judaism and how I persecuted the church. In other words, Paul suggests um, that, that it's his past that's qualified him, y'all hear that, to stand strong in what he now knows. But the challenge with many of us this morning uh, is that we believe that somebody's past actually disqualifies them from a purposeful future. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But here Paul says, it was my past that actually qualified me for my present. And in turn, my present qualifies me for my future. Hear this. <laughs> when you really understand the implications of grace, you won't find shame in your story. Uh-oh, uh-oh. As a matter of fact, nobody can tell your story better than you. Uh, we used to sing a song that said, you can't tell it, let me tell it, what the Lord has done for me. If you pay attention to Paul's writing, the word grace appears over and over and over again. Now, grace, from the Greek word uh, charis, right, uh, has many facets. Uh, this is where we get the, uh, the word charismatic from. And it has, uh, <laughs> it has to do with gift gifts, right, that we've received uh, but do not deserve, all right? So Paul is keenly aware uh, that, that the reason why many people can't receive him is because they know his past. But here's what they forgot. We're all a product of grace. Hear that? Hear that? Hear that? Uh, uh, grace causes God to love what people hate. Uh-oh. Uh, grace uh, uh, erases negative outcomes to make them a positive. Grace removes the blinders uh, off of the eyes of the spiritually blind. Grace overshadows the mistakes that we make from day to day. It's, it's interesting in this piece because the first step to that process of change is overcoming the past. And I want to speak that into somebody's life on this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to speak that you don't live in the guilt, the guilt of what was. Hallelujah. I want to speak to some parent who is trying to overcompensate for their children now because they felt like they were absent back then. I had no guilt, no shame, no guilt, no shame this morning. Uh, Paul says he has to first overcome his past. He acknowledges where he was while telling the Galatians that he is not where he used to be, all right? So so he's got to do that. But then he's got to be open to fresh revelation, and this is a big part about transformation. The first thing you have to do, right, the first thing we talked about was overcome your past, but then the next thing you have to do is be open to fresh revelation. The new thing that God wants to do in our lives uh, can't be accomplished when your view of him is stale. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. The the new thing God wants to do in our lives can't be accomplished uh, with the stale view of who he was. I'll give you an analogy. Uh, Growing up, uh, you know, the 
we would have the what we call a bread box uh, in the South, and um, bread box was a little store, uh, like a wholesome bakery store. It was it was basically an outlet store for bread, and we would go there and we would pick up the bread. Well, listen, we would go and get the bread, but the bread was discounted, of course, uh, because usually it was right upon the expiration date or right before the expiration date. We grab the bread, we take it home, and within about three to four days that bread would begin to turn. It, would, it wouldn't mold quite yet, but it would begin to get stale. And so one day I threw out, <laughs> I threw out the bread because I said, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to use this. And my grandma almost tore my tail up because that is what we made our bread pudding out of. Now hear this. It wasn't good to make a sandwich with, but it was good enough to do something with. And, and I got to say this. The new thing God wants to do in our lives cannot be accomplished when your view of him is stale like that bread. Hear me. It's good for something, but it ain't good for the new thing that God wants to do. Paul acknowledges that there are some lessons that many of us have learned uh, from people, but his experience has been unique. Now, hear this. Paul's message did not come through recital. But it came through revelation, and I need to pause here and say that to somebody this morning. Quit trying to practice what should be revealed to you. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul is telling them, I didn't get this through. Some of y'all got it through recital. Some of you kept saying it, so it became a part of your daily regimen. But, but he says what he has received has come through revelation. Uh, it, 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 it is not man's attempt to reach up and understand God. Hear this. But, but revelation is God's effort to bow down and to communicate with us. All right. All right. Uh, revelation is not a corporate matter. Everybody should have at some point some revelation. Uh, but, but, but it's a personal thing. So, so not only is it personal, but it's imperative. Paul is explaining and defending his call, but he involves others just enough, hear this, while still maintaining that there are some things about his journey that folks just won't understand. And I'm going to say that to y'all this morning because uh, there are many pieces of my journey that I've had to be quiet about, but not because I was ashamed, but because most people would not understand. When I said I was leaving California with no job to go to Texas and to do something that God had called me to do, it didn't make sense. Not everybody understood. When I left Texas and I came back to Louisiana and I did what God told me to do, it didn't make sense. And now, just four and five years in, the very people who it didn't make sense to are the very ones who are calling, liking, sharing, loving, all of that. And so it's imperative that you are open in this season, not to what comes by way of recital, but what comes by way of revelation. Hear this. Pastor, I can hear y'all this morning saying, well, how do I know God is trying to give me a revelation? For some of you, it may be in a dream or a vision. But for others, if you're like me, uh, it's through closed doors, hear that, <laughs> and open opportunities that only God can do. For some, it's, it's, it's a holy hunch, right, or a heightened sense of discernment. Uh, for some, it's found in prayer, and for others, it's found in the Word. But one thing's for sure, when God gives you a revelation, there must be a sense of urgency that follows. Paul says that when it pleased God, who separated him from his mother's womb and called him. 
He, he didn't confer with flesh and blood. He didn't ask the apostles who had gone before him. He just had to make a move. And I want to speak that into your life this morning. Some of you just need to make a move. You've been consulting with this, that, and the other. You've been getting on that phone and calling down the street and calling to another state and asking people's advice when you already know that God has given you a revelation. Hear that, hear that, hear that. He could have called his family. He could have deterred from what he knew. He could have talked to the apostles, but they would have told him the way they did it. So when God gives you a revelation for your life, you must understand that before he calls you, hear this, he will change you, he'll confront you, and then he'll challenge you. Uh-oh, I said before God calls you, he'll change you, he'll confront you, and he'll challenge you. All three, all three. The gospel that Paul would preach would not rest on human foundation. Thus, it could not afford, hear that, to be altered by humans. It could not afford to be altered by humans. But there are two truths when we talk about revelation. We know that God has a plan for us. Paul acknowledges that God's purpose is not established, uh, though once we are present, but God is working on it even before our existence. God has a plan for you. You may not see it. You might not feel like it, but the plan of God is on your life. Make that your declaration this week. No matter what comes and no matter what goes, the plan of God is on my life. Now hear this, when we're chosen for a task, God doesn't just do a blanket call, but he assigns specific purpose. Paul says his call was, hear this, that I might preach among the Gentiles. I, I, I got to say this, uh, we, we got to be prepared sometimes for God's call on our life uh, that it may go against the cultural norm. Uh, it's never popular. Hear this. Nothing is ever popular until people see you win. <laughs> Nothing is ever popular until people see you win. So so after Paul overcame his past, he received revelation from God. Make your prayer this week. Lord, give me a revelation of me. Yeah, yeah, not a revelation of your neighbor. Not a revelation of your children, not a revelation of your grandchildren, not a revelation of your boss. Your prayer is, Lord, let me see me in another way. And then lastly, we see through the process of change that you got to obey the voice of God. While the will of God will always prevail, hear this, purpose works best when you work it. Notice Paul's assignment placed him before a whole lot of different audiences, but it didn't always give him the credit. Uh-oh. And somebody this morning, you're struggling because you did what God wanted you to do, but you didn't get any credit. Come on, let's be honest this morning. Let's be real. Uh, I, I know uh, I, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, you preach a sermon and, and we're taught to say, you know, to God be the glory. But sometimes you do want to know that, that somebody heard, somebody saw. Uh, uh, so, so hear that. The challenge of society today is that many of us uh, want to work <laughs> want to work with our purpose, uh, but we don't want to work it if it's not going to create space for us to be seen. But what if I told you that when you're really called and truly called, before God gives you an audience, he'll, he's going to give you an empty room? Uh-oh, uh-oh. I said if you're really called, if you're really called, before God takes you to the nations, he's going to make you do it in an empty room. Hear that. I want to be clear that Paul was preaching and teaching to an audience that did not want to receive him. 
but because he was called by God, he had to work when it didn't seem like it was working for him. Here's my question. Uh, what thing have you stopped just because it didn't seem like it was working? What business idea, what thing, uh, innovation did you throw away just because people didn't support it the way you thought? Listen to what Paul did. When he was trying to make sense of his call, the first thing he did, he went to Arabia. Why did he go to Arabia? Well, there's no scriptural reference as to why, but here's what we do know. He was not well known there. So, so it's safe to say that it was a season of preparation, a season where, where he could reflect and, and be himself. God is not interested in sending anyone who isn't willing to be prepared. So he went to Arabia, but then he returned to Damascus. Paul was no stranger to Damascus, though. He, he had once been there on a mission to wipe out the Christians in Damascus uh, when, when he met Christ, right? And his life was turned around. So why would he go back to this place? There are times, hear this, this is going to bless you. There are times when God will send you back to a place you left to test you and see if you've really changed. <laughs> but but also he wants to show off his work, talking about God. Uh, so, so Paul came back as a new man with a new message. But then, then we see that Paul went to Jerusalem. Paul heads to Jerusalem to see Peter. Peter, y'all remember the rock, the one who had emerged as, as the spokesman. Uh, you need people in your corner. When you're trying to make a change, who can speak life into you? Not those who will remind you of where you've been, but those who can push you to where you're headed. And Paul concludes the matter by saying this, and I'm going to let y'all go this morning. They did not recognize me by faith, but my work spoke for itself. And because it spoke, they decided to glorify God. Hear this. When, when change happens, you don't have to worry about uh, who knows. Uh, 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 when change happens, you don't have to worry about will folks remember. All that matters, hear this, is that God knows what you've gone through. And those of you who are in seasons of change and transformation, uh, I understand, right, that, that you don't have to understand everything. But at this juncture, I'm okay knowing that I don't have to. Uh, as long as God is in the mix, right, change can happen. Uh, uh, we see several instances, the Hebrew boys, the Abram on, uh, on Mount Moriah, uh, Job uh, waiting on God, the Shulamite woman, right, uh, uh, the woman at the well, Mary and Martha, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, blind Bartimaeus, all of them would attest this morning that change can happen and that transformation is a process. Listen, I know, I know I was a little longer than I planned on this morning, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you that word and deposited that into your spirit. The process of transformation, the process of transformation, hear that, that you overcome your past, that you're open to fresh revelation. You won't get to the new thing if you still got a stale view of who God is. And then lastly, obeying the voice of God. Even if you don't get the credit, as long as God gets the glory, you've accomplished purpose. So I pray that this blesses you. I pray that this word hits your spirit where it needed to be. I pray that you have an amazing weekend. Let's come off of mute. Let's greet for those who weren't able to greet this morning. And then let's go into our love, life, and victory.
Good morning. Good morning. Good sister Lisa, great decoration. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey. You do the same. Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Natasha. Thank you for that uh, succinct and to the point. Hard hit, and I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you, Natasha. Good morning to you. I want to thank you, too. Uh, That uh, message was just for me, and I thank you for the word of encouragement and the word of God this morning. God bless you. Good morning to you. I'm glad to hear that. Good morning, Pastor Winton. It's Rochelle. Oh, my God. Run, tell that. Have a good Friday. Good Friday, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning, hey, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you for that confirming word. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Hey, Pastor Winton. It's Dee, and you're right. It was the hostess uh, Wonder Bread House or something we used to have here in the Bay as well with a little stale bread. Made some good dressing, though. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) Good morning, Didi. Anyone else? All right. Well, if nobody else, let's do our love, life, and victory moment. What what stood out to you? What made you say, ouch? What made you say, wow? What made you say, okay, God, I hear you. Let's talk this morning. Pastor Wynn, this Rochelle, it was everything for me. I, I tell you that when you talked about uh, God's will, it will change you, confront you, and challenge you, and put you in a room by yourself. To God be the glory for the change. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, share, declare as as always. Um, you tr- truly bless my soul on this favor field Friday. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, I'm gonna go right behind her because that's what me and Michelle do. You said a lot. When you talked about the recital versus revelation, I was like, man, get out of my head. I've been studying that, too. That that was dope. And then we are all a product of grace. And then you said it. I, didn't, I don't think I got it. You said grace is how God can love us when people hate us and when things don't make sense. And like you said, you're so stuck in who I was that you don't even know who I am today. And it's okay because God knows who I am and I know who I am. And so walking in this grace and transforming from the inside out is is so beautiful. I love you, man of God. You really, I love your teaching. You know, and then I didn't know, I didn't realize your story. You 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 state you move from faith to state. When like you said, those same people who was looking at you crazy, they're reaching out. I know that well. <laughs> those who talked about me like a dirty dog hit me up for prayer, and you know, but it's okay because that's grace. That's, that's right. Grace. I, thank you so much. I love you. Have a great Friday. Love you, too. Love you, too. What an amazing and awesome testimony. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Yes. Hi, Christina Joy. Um, Great, awesome share. You said so much. It was so rich. But, like, 
Didi was saying, um, what you talked about, about revelation and not practicing what should be revealed to you. Um, you also said that there's no way to move forward and walk in the favor of God. If you're living in guilt from the former season of who you used to be. Um, so overcoming our past and knowing that we have no guilt, there should be no shame, especially when people who remember the former you keep throwing it up in your face. Sometimes I see God to do that so that you see that you no longer, it no longer hurts. It no longer makes you feel ashamed because you're no longer there and you're no longer that person. So um, just amazing. There's so much you said. I keep going. I mean, talking about preaching to empty, empty rooms and empty seats. I mean, everything. Everything you said was amazing. God bless you. And of course, to God be the glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Y'all sound good this morning. Y'all sounding good. <laughs> good morning, Pastor Winton. This is persistent. Um, as, as you, I'm, I agree with what everyone said, especially what just Christina just broke it all down. Um, it made me think about where people know you like your church and your history yeah. and you first got there and they pigeonhole you. You know, that's just what people do. They figure they know you and that's what you are. And you're going through the change. You know, you know, just last night in the morning crying out to the Lord about this change and meeting that fresh revelation, needing to hear from him. And... um you know, we just got finished studying set apart and and you know you're set apart and you know you're God got you in this season where you're locked down, you're alone. You know, you've been alone through COVID and um and it didn't start out that way because pre COVID you weren't alone. But now you are and and and, and, and it's just you and God. Yeah. And you're trying to uh overcome that past. And you're and you're definitely open into a revelation because you feel like if you don't get it, you know, you're just gonna wither and die. So you you need to get it. Yeah. Um. So it's it's it it feels like it's a battle. Um. So you're doing all you can, and God revealed some things to me last night of what I need to do, of some things that I need to be consistent with. Um. And what am I saying? I'm saying all this to say it's almost like you it's it's difficult for you to do it in your church where you are, um even though God hasn't called you out of that place that you don't sense you there. Mm. you may mm. you may be desiring to be called out of the place <laughs> um for many reasons. And you're just struggling. You, I mean, I sense there's a battle. Let's just put it like that. And, and I don't know why. Um, I guess the enemy's just fighting you because uh, that's that's what he does. Um, yet I hear the God just say, "Be still and know that I'm God." Because something that you said. Um, all that matters is God knows what you have gone through. So God knows what you're going through. 
And all that matters is that the plan of God is on your life. And nothing is popular when people, until people see you win. You know, I'm just in that process. That's all I can say. I'm just in that process. Um, this is so rich, and you said so much. And I guess it's just um, letting us know um, that God does see us, and we're in that process. Uh, and the hand of God is on our lives. That's all I'm coming out of this. I guess I'm just working it through in my mind because I kept thinking about when you said people want to um, look at you and think they know who you are. And what I say is pigeonhole, whether it's in the marketplace or in your job or in your in your church, if not both. For me, yeah. it's both. Yeah. And I'm going through the process. That's just all there is to it. So this was a really, really good word. So good about the process of transformation. Really good. And I thank you for the word. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than to receive it and take it in and process it and do what I need to do with the Lord and I. So. There it is. Thank you, man of God. <laughs> Bless you, and thank you for working, even working through that. I think hearing that was healthy uh, for several people who may be working their way through, but not really talking their way through it, right? So I, th- I think that was real good uh, for all of us. I think we needed to hear that, um, and particularly, you know, that piece that you mentioned that you wrote down about, you know, it's never popular until people see you win, and sometimes we quit right before a thing, uh, right before the win comes, right? Uh, and, and, and so I just want to encourage people that people are watching our process, and, and they may never say anything, but folks know when we're in process. Some people do know, uh, and they're literally watching to see which side we come out on. Uh, and, and whatever, and, and, and that's when Paul ended and said, and they glorified God because of me. Now, they didn't know it was me at the time, uh, but, but, but they heard it said, uh, <laughs> that, that, I, that I was the person who used to do this, and now I'm doing something else. And, and because of what they heard, they began to glorify God because of me. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Thank you for that this morning. Anyone else? Love, life, and victories. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Um, Pastor Winton, I've been thinking about you. I don't know if I, I haven't been on the call or you, but I'll, I'll, I asked, like, where's Pastor Winton? To my, I don't know what, why God has uh, brought that to me. Um, and I was just wanting to uh, piggyback on what Persistent Priscilla has said um, and thinking about the topic of for this month of of transformation <clears throat> and that's um you know i'm always want to be i had to look up transformation and it is something about um transforming so that that it's it's something about it being seen being seen but i always want to be in the place where i don't i don't I, not that I don't care. I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I just want God to be pleased with me. Like, I want to always be in the place where I'm not, I don't care what people see or think. But then you just said something, Pastor Winton. So this is, again, I'm talking this through just like you were persistent. Um, 
you know, if I can be transformed where it's seen and they give glory to God, they, they look to God, then that, that is something that maybe, you know, I need to ponder on because I always have wanted to be where as long as God is pleased with me and, you know, I have joy in my heart, I really don't care. And I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the right word of what people see <laughs> that I'm winning. I don't, well, as long as I, I'm, I'm winning and God knows I'm winning, I'm winning. But um, again, I'm kind of talking through this thing, this too, because I, I was, I felt that way until you said, but they will go and praise God because of what they've seen. Then that might be some, a reason why um, I would be focused on people saying, if this makes any sense, <laughs> that's all I'm going on me. Have a blessed day, everyone. Pastor Tam, that is a really good point. And let me just point out this, and hopefully this blesses somebody. Uh, there have been times and seasons where God has made me go through private process and then some public process. And public process and private process both dealt with a little bit of some form of, I'm going to say losing, but but I don't teach that we lose in Christ. I teach that either we win or we learn, but we never lose. And so um, I'm, I'm going to say there were public and private processes, and you're right. There are some things uh, that must be in secret, uh, but then there are some things God has to literally let other people see so that they may believe. Uh, and, and, and I just want to tell you, because I, I mentioned that piece about it not being popular until you win, uh, but the reality is that some people don't believe that the hand of God is moving or working or able to do until they see the proof in you. And so that's why I believe God doesn't allow us to go through some things that we would prefer to go through privately. Uh, he would not allow us to go through some of those things privately, uh, but instead he, he makes, them go th makes us go through those publicly so that men may believe. So hopefully that helps. Amen. Yeah. Got it. Pastor Winston. Yes. I'm sorry. This is Didi. And Pam just made me think about the things for me. That's why I don't know how to really be. I mean, I know it's personal stuff and then there's private stuff because God, the personal stuff belongs to us. It's personal. But there's things that, like, for instance, divorce. That's something that you wanted to keep it on the under, but that's it's a lot of people in your business because they, they were at your wedding, <laughs> and then when it doesn't work out, you know what I mean? You, you People want to take sides, but yep. you have to share for me. What I, I got out of my um, divorce is that because we were um, the couple, supposedly, and we had the perfect little family, but once we divorced and there were people that took sides, once they saw that it really after time, it wasn't so bitter. It got better. And for our three grown children, helped them to grow into some um, healthy adults. I think that's why God allowed us to be the example. Not that, not that it was perfect, but just to see that just because that relationship failed, that we still could love each other and, and you know, just for the healthy so we wouldn't have wounded kids from that. And that wasn't, that was, that was, that was a public thing. And that even today, I have couples that were around us that, were so bitter and hating, but when they saw how we were able to commend it, and now we're like brother and sister, believe it or not, now they too have better relationships with their exes. So I just wanted to share that. Yes. 
And that's a good example of a, a public process that in our minds should be private, but it always ends up being public. That that uh and and let me say this, sometimes people will believe in the process before they believe in the God of the process, but believing in the process is the same thing as believing in the God of the process. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it's not just a spiritual thing, like Didi said. Sometimes it's literally something as simple as them seeing how you responded to to your adversaries or how you responded to criticism or how you responded to being slandered or how you responded to being laid off. It, it could be a, a number of things. And they begin to believe because of what they see. So thank you for that, Didi. Anyone else? Pastor. Pastor Winton, this is persistent Priscilla again. Um, Dee Dee just brought up the word divorce. Uh, she probably knew I was going to chime in after this, but that's okay. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going through a very uh, public divorce in church, and I say I say the word very because I'm that I'm that lady that no one would have said, oh, she'll definitely, they'll definitely get a divorce. You know, I don't see that working out. Um, it just and and it so much shame, so much hurt, so much pain for me, um, and the way it all occurred in the church and it it kind of like shocked um, everyone. But the Lord told me, um, first of all, do not be ashamed. And He also said to me, the reason why the enemy fights you so hard in your house is because there's a blessing in your house for you. And so I had to fight through the shame, the pain, the guilt, the hurt. And then I'm a leader as well um, on the board, all that kind of, you know, stuff. Um, and continue to go uh, to church when I really wanted to run. Yeah. You know, um, the church actually asked him to leave. So it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. And it wasn't because of me being a leader. It had nothing to do with that. They decide, they sided with the word of God. That's the bottom line. Um, who was the one that left the home and decided not to have faith and not work on the marriage? Um, and quite frankly, the pastor's words were, she needs to heal and you need to leave. And so that's that's what happened. And then, as Dee Dee said, people take sides. You know, it's just the nature of people. Um, but I say all that to say, I don't know where God is taking us. It's been, that happened in 2018. So here we are in 22. And we're just now getting to the courts. So um, I've been open and transparent about it because of Declare Victory and what I've learned. And that's what God also calls me to be when it's time to speak about it. But the process is an incredibly painful process. Um, and I don't say that with any badge of honor. I mean, I wish I could, you know, depart, stay exit stage left, really. Um, and I don't know how God, is get you know going to work all this out? Um, but I'm but it is what it is. So um, yeah, it is what it is. I guess it's a part of my revelation and it's a part of my change. 
Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Just that Dee Dee brought that up, <laughs> and it triggered that thought. Dee Dee starting stuff on the call this morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead and bust the mood in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that 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 is necessary, and um, and like you said, that was even that is a public piece. Um, and I just, I'm crazy enough to believe that when God makes us walk through that kind of stuff and walk it out loud, that the victory is going to be even louder. I believe that. So I even declare that over your life, uh, that, that the victory will be even louder than the trauma. Hmm. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Good morning, mm-hmm. Pastor Went. Great declaration. Uh, <clears throat> you, you mentioned uh, that. Uh, we tend to uh, parent out of guilt, and we need to forgive ourselves. Um, it was another point. It was something else you pointed out. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, how that we need to be able to forgive ourselves in order for us to move forward. Um, could you um, share a little bit on the process of forgiving ourselves? Absolutely. Uh, The first thing that I believe that we have to do in forgiving ourselves is kind of admit where we've been, but also understand what was happening at the time that you were there. I think sometimes we forget that people are entitled to be uh, confused. People are okay to be, you know, it's okay to go through seasons where you don't understand things, but we don't give ourselves the grace to operate in that. And I think that to yourselves by admitting, uh, if we've come up short, admit that, but then think about the things that were surrounding that. And oftentimes there's a root to everything. To every tree, there's a root. And so that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is through forgiving ourselves, we have to pray that we would extend grace to ourselves because oftentimes we are guilty of giving others grace that we do not give ourselves. And so that's the second piece I would say. And as God begins to heal us, uh, as he begins the healing process, as we pray, then the forgiving aspect of throwing those things in the sea of forgetfulness, when you remember he throws them never to be repeated, then we can start living and walking out and wearing that as a badge of honor that says, yes, like Paul said, I too was there. I was the one, but I'm no longer that person. And I hope that helps. Yes, okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Uh, That was the first thing I heard, too, when um, Brother Jeff was asking. Just like you said, um, Pastor, you answered it all the way. I need to maybe just be quiet, but I I heard grace. Because I I need to do I need to give it to myself as well. I saw had a doctor's checkup uh, earlier this week, and I've mentioned it on the call about how I'm just with the after the pandemic, it just threw off my whole workout, eating good, clean regimen. I used to just eat clean, be at the gym all the time, and that when the pandemic and everything shut down after those year, you know, coming back out, it just you know. It's just getting back into that routine has been a struggle. And then I was talking to my doctor about it. 
And she said that word. <laughs> and I just keep hearing it. She said, you got to give yourself some grace. And sometimes it's, um, I, I don't realize that. But I need to be kind and give myself some grace. Um, you know, sometimes we can be kind of hard on ourselves. So I'll just speak for me. So uh, grace, grace. Pastor Tam, you mentioned something, and I just want to throw this out here, and I hope that it really, I hope it blesses somebody, but, um, you know, there were two pandemics, I told the church this, there were two pandemics going on at the same time, we just paid attention to one of them, but the other pandemic was that which we would have to deal with after the main pandemic, uh, so it was the pandemic of the body, right, we were scared about the sickness, but then there was a pandemic of the mind. And what I'm finding is that while people are getting over or trying to work through the body, we are still plagued with the pandemic of the mind. And, and when you talked about the routines changing, I thought about everybody whose routine changed, not just yours. We all changed the routine. Um, what we did, and, and I'll say this to you, and you and I can dialogue about it on, a, on another day maybe, but um, you know, I teach all the time to the church that the enemy fights our patterns um, because it's through repetition, right, that we develop habits. And so when he, when he sees us being consistent in what is designed to help us, he shows out and tries to hinder our consistency because if he can break our routine and if he can break our pattern, then he can throw off our spirit, right? So, 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 for me, uh, I have been now having to deal with the second pandemic of the mind uh, that says, hey, you were doing X, Y, and Z that was good for you, uh, but somewhere along the way, you've stopped it. And so I pray uh, that as I work through that, that you'll be able to work through it also. I receive that. Amen. Keeping you lifted as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love, life, and victory. Anyone else? This is good this morning. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you I don't have no. Okay, no. Uh. 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 So I'm sorry. I'm not uh, being catty, but so when you talked about, and I, I'm gonna share it with my son, who's a musician in the Bay, because he he's now. Um, 10 years in, college educated, all that is great. No, I'm not um, negating anything, but what I've watched, and you mentioned it, sometimes when you're called, you may have to perform like in a, to an empty room, and that's what I keep seeing, but his venue is getting bigger because he's not really following the cultural, if that makes sense. So some, some other groups that are, um, you know, they seem to be having more uh, success is because I listen to what they're saying. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I know God called him. So now I'm seeing him, like his gifts are making room. So he's been, um, he's going to over to Europe for a residency. And so things are changing for favor. But there's been times that he gets discouraged because he's like, mom, because he's not, you know, the, the typical Bay Area rapper. It's nothing like that. But when you said that, I, I can't wait to share with him. So that's what I see too because of the, the gift, because he's talented, it's, it's a different um, genre. Like, he's, it's just so different, if that makes any sense. So thank you for that piece right there. It's so, so
so rich that I'm going to share with my 33-year-old son um, to keep going in that gift that God um, gave him. So thank you so much, Dr. Wilson. Yeah, no, absolutely. And please share that with him because, uh, and then share with him all of those other people that people said were crazy and didn't sound whatever, whatever. When, when CeeLo started doing what he was doing, uh, when, when, when Macy Gray came out and started saying, like they, everybody said they didn't want to hear it. You know, it was different. It was, uh, uh against the grain. It was, uh, some said it was horrible. Uh, and then next thing you know, these people are on top, you know, so, so it, before people will, will call you successful, they will first call you crazy. And I preached on that with Noah this past week uh, about how, you know, it's just wood right now. And a lot of times we don't know what to do with, with a handful of wood. We don't know what to do uh, with wood stacked in front of us. Uh, but, 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 but God gave instruction by instruction. He gave piece by piece to Noah. That's what the word says. He told him step by step how to take that wood and how to make it something that he would later float on and it would save his life. So, so share that with your son, please, that it may seem like it's just wood right now, uh, but if, if he continues to have his ear to the mouth of God, God will give him piece by piece, instruction by instruction, uh, and the very thing that looks like it ain't going nowhere right now will be the very thing that sustains him later. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Yes, Pastor Winton. I, I just want to, um, something you just said about routine and um, the enemy wanting to disrupt your routine really stuck out with me, and it made me think about how we serve a God of order. And you can see that if you just look at nature and, and the seasons and how um Summer always follows spring, and you know things don't don't bloom and flower out of season. It happens in an order, and it is very much routine. And so the idea of you know our routine being part of our our process and how the enemy wants to disrupt that really gave me something to chew on. So thank you for that. Absolutely, and let me say this to you. So uh, I counsel when I counsel uh, people. A lot of times they come in sometimes and they say things like, I don't know, I'm just feeling, I'm just not feeling it right now. Or I'm not feeling myself. Or I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And when we get to the root of it, they have, their routine has been interrupted or they have changed their routine. And, 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 <laughs> and so when we talk about, uh, you know, things like uh, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind or, or let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, these are all really attacks of the mind, right? And I have been telling believers for a while, and it kind of sounded crazy for a minute, but now we have all this mental health stuff pop up because there's a challenge with them. There is an attack on the mind of the people of God. And so if it can get you to feeling crazy and out of sorts, you know what I mean? And, and, and like you can't grab your footing, then you'll always be unstable. And so uh, I, I, I literally try my best. I'm not talking about uh, waking up at six, you know, every day. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about, like you said, when we get off kilter, the root of that usually is that the routine that was godly in our lives is now interrupted. Uh, so, so I hope that, you know, again, we can talk about that all day, but, but I wholeheartedly stand firm on that and believe that. 
the enemy fights our consistency because it's through consistency that you develop a pattern. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Pastor, when Ms. Rochelle, again, I just want to um, go back to when you talked about um, we are a product of grace. Um, and it doesn't look the same on everyone, but it's still grace. Um, it, we always want to judge. I was in the grocery store, and the lady was making the sandwich, and the lady walked up. She said, she's still making that sandwich? I said, well, yeah, that's probably just her technique. You know, she probably don't work as fast as others. She probably got something on her mind. You know, she probably just in her in her mold, you know. So she was like, because you said, I said, you never know what people are going through. You know, you got to kind of like, kind of just wait, you know, well, why are we in a hurry? And she said, you know, you said it that way. She said, that makes me kind of change my whole perspective of why she's so slow. She may not be slow. That just may be how she yeah. is. And and we have to realize that everyone doesn't do the same dance the same way. Grace is still grace. And we have to extend it um, no matter how how we feel like it should go, um, we still have to yield because it's God's, God's grace. And if, you know, it, it's the same grace that Jesus gave us that we should extend to others. It may sound like it's easy, but it's not. It's really not. But guess what? He makes it easy. So your whole declaration, you man, you said so much. The Holy Spirit had already unctioned me before you started today, but I'm glad I was obedient and to your word because you said a lot, Pastor Winton, and I thank you again for making some of us free today. No, real talk, real talk. And, and, and as I talk to you, you know, there's nothing I preach that I don't preach to myself also. And for me, uh, this was just really good this morning because, um, you know, there's so many things that we could get caught up on. And like you said, process especially, uh, transformation. Oftentimes we uh, want our children's process to look like ours. So we will judge it based on something we dealt with when God gave you a child that don't even think like you. Totally different. <laughs> Does something totally different. You you went one way, they're going another, and you think that something is wrong, but it's just a different process. And all of us have a process that's, that's designed to get us to purpose. Some will take three years. Some will take all of their lives. But somewhere in between, we do know that in the process, if it's God ordained, there is always purpose attached to it. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Good morning, Pastor Winston. Um, I wasn't on the call when you guys was praying and got started um, at work, but um, something's been on my mind, and I wanted to ask: um, When is it? I know Love Life Victory is here for us to talk about things and um, walk it out. All that. Is here we can talk about things and what we go through and stuff like that. When is it? Um, when do we? Is it? When do we? Um, let's see what I was gonna say. When we um, give it to God, like do, when do God want us to not talk about stuff, or when do we give it to God and do we keep bringing it up and stuff like that? I I need help in that area right there, please. Okay. If uh, I make sense to you. Yeah, no, you're making perfect sense. Uh, one of the things that I often tell people is, you know, once you once you give that to God, um, there, there really is a fine line between 
telling something and repeating trauma, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you're in the middle of something and you say, listen, I'm going to share this so it can help somebody else. But here is my, here is my key. If it's something God is working on with me and through me and working me through, uh, maybe I'm going through a major transition in my life. There are times where I have had to check myself to make sure that if I'm telling the story, I'm telling it about <laughs> that it points back to God, long story short. Uh, I'll be honest with you and say there are times that we can tell our story that God is nowhere in that story. Uh, I'll give you a, a prime example. You know, you, you hear sometimes people get up and they talk about uh, people who came against them, right? While they were on their way somewhere, you know, hey, you know, da, 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 I had these haters, I had this. And at some point, you know, we kind of wait on where it turns and where God is in it. And I think that if we tell a story, we ought to acknowledge God somewhere in it, if that makes sense. If we are telling a story and that story does not point back to God, we may be doing more damage to ourselves by repeating it. So like one was able to talk about a divorce today. She is still very much so in the active process of divorce. And she said she acknowledges God, though though it is difficult, she can see the hand of God moving through her divorce. And that doesn't take away the fact that she's going through it. That doesn't take away the fact that there's public embarrassment and sometimes public shame, but she has acknowledged God in that. Now, if she sat on this phone and talked about the ex-husband the entire time and said nothing about it, you see how that there's a fine line between the two? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so my thing is when I tell people a story, even if I'm going through it at the moment, at some point, that story has to turn, and I've got the to point toward it's got the to point towards God. Gotcha. So, so that's okay. what I'll say to you. Yeah, make make sure that if we're talking about it, at some point, something is pointing back to God. Gotcha. Thank you. Absolutely. Pastor Winton, this is persistent. I just want to say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad it's pointing back to God. <laughs> Listen, if that thing had taken a turn, I would have said, Priscilla, all right, now we can't do this today, you know, because people have to hear, they got to see God in all of it. When people ask, how could all these people die from the pandemic? I had to stand and preach to the church. I kept it before them that the hand of God is in even this. And so make that your declaration in your life. The ha- even in this, the hand of God is present. People ask all the time, where is God? He's right. The, his hand is all up in there, moving things out the way, shifting things, making things over, right? Moving things that, that were stagnant, making us think about things a different way. It's the hand of God that's in all of this. I didn't want to get off on that, but certainly I just think that that's a major piece, is that everything we deal with ought to point back. And that's why I love what Paul said at the end. Um, I also love when they talk about it in Acts uh, 2 and 42, I think it was the the the, uh, the New Testament church. And it, after they were breaking bread and uh, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and going from house to house, then then the Lord, right, because the people saw what was happening, the Lord added to the church, and the church began massive growth. And I think that when we point back to God, 
God, here we go, is in charge of the results. When you acknowledge him in the story, the results of the story are now his. When you don't acknowledge him, there's no demand on him. But, but in all thy ways, acknowledge God, and he shall direct thy path. There it is. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Pastor Wayne, Miss Rochelle, one more time. Sorry, but I need to sow a seed. Um, if you can please um, tell me your cash out. Okay. Uh, it is dollar sign Winton R. Anderson. Dollar sign Winton R. Anderson. Thank you so much. Um, and anyone else feel compelled? The man of God has really brought a word. We know that we get fed at Declare Victory. So there it is. If you need it again, dollar sign, Winton, W-I-N-T-O-N-R, Anderson. To God be the glory. God bless you, Pastor Winton. God bless you. Now, let me, God bless you. This, this is persistent. Rochelle's so good about that. Um, so I do mostly Zelle. I got to learn how to do cash apps. I don't know what that is. But um, it, can you do that, your cash app with Zelle as well? Uh-huh. I can. Um my yeah, I think it's connected to my email. Email. Uh, yeah, I need your email yeah. address. So it's Winton Ray at gmail dot com. Winton Ray at Gmail. Okay. Well, Rochelle, right, well. post this in the victory room, please. Because I ain't got no plans. I got Thank you. you. I got you. You all have been a blessing to me this morning. Um you all have definitely been a blessing to me in terms of just this was that level of knowing that people hear uh, the word, but that the word was relevant because sometimes we can preach and we wonder and you leave wondering, has anyone heard? Is it relevant? Does it, did it resonate? And so uh, you all have blessed me this morning because this means the word has resonated with us. Pastor Winston, I just want to, to say one last thing, and that's just what's hanging on, on my heart is uh, I just love when you teach. Um, uh, you don't, Do you teach faith on Facebook Live or anything? Say it one more time. I'm sorry. Do you teach Facebook Live? Do you do any, or are you part of a church? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You do? Uh-huh. Okay I, would, okay. I need to get that information. I love your teaching. And then I wanted to share with Rochelle, you might not know about that, what you said, but that was just um, one of the, I think you were asking Cynthia about us, how, the talking and stuff, but like I, I'm just blessed and reminded of God's goodness. I love the fellowship of this call. And like when Rochelle was talking about how um, someone came into the store and was asking why the person was going so slow, it, it tie, it's tied back to that grace again. Um, and a lot of times we do, I'll come from my place, my where I am, and if I'm running late, if I'm, you know, why is this person so, but really looking at what's really going on with the other person, I love how you said, you could have not said anything, a lot of times I might not say anything, but your word, when you respond, it's, it is out of love, like the, the, uh, the Bible says we correct in love, but when you were saying that she might have had a bad day, maybe that's just how she's, um, makes her sandwiches or whatever it was 
um, it, it was that grace. I just love how you um, broke down that story. You have so many stories like that, experiences, and I just wanted to say thank you for sharing. Um, love you all on this call. That's all. Love you too, Pastor Pam. And if we're not friends on Facebook and you're on Facebook, you can find me at uh, Winton R. Anderson. Winton R. Anderson. And, uh, and that way I'll start tagging you in different things and, and whatever that, that you can see it. Awesome. Anyone else? Love, life, and victory. Y'all been on fire today. This is good. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, uh, we will go ahead and pray. And I want you all to have an amazing uh, weekend. Hopefully you have some rest and rejuvenation somewhere in there. Uh, make that a part of your routine. If it is already not a part, uh, please add that in your routine. Uh, and for those who feel off kilter, uh, remember the recipe and remember the times of when things were at their best. And go back and look at that recipe. And if, if you have deviated from that, maybe it's time that we go back and try some of those things. Uh, let me pray for you all this morning. God, we love you and we honor you. Uh, we give your name glory. We lift you high. We magnify you even on this call. Uh, this body of believers, God, we thank you uh, today that you have given us a measure, an even greater measure of faith, that you have increased our faith, that you have increased uh, the need for fellowship among each other. God, I thank you for those that you have called faithfully to this call. I certainly thank you for their ministry. Uh, and God, we pray now for blessings upon their lives and their families and their children, their grandchildren and all of the above, God, those who they love. God, I pray a special prayer for those who would hold them up and those who support them, God. I pray that you would give them a double portion just because of their willingness to support. Uh, God, I thank you uh, that today is definitely not our last day, but certainly uh, we look forward to even better days in you. Father, we thank you uh, for all things. We ask that you would continue to regulate our minds and help us, God, even in low places and high places. Uh, wherever we may be emotionally today, God, may you lift us up and may our spirit man become even stronger in you. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. You all have an amazing, amazing weekend, and God bless you all. Thank you all for those seeds. I greatly appreciate it, and, uh, and we will talk again soon. Love you all to life. Bless you, man. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. God bless you all. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.